What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to... What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Baller Nation. This is the Off the Dome Podcast. We are here. Episode, episode nine. We are here. I've got some new lights coming into the set, so I don't have to, you know, so the lighting's pretty shit, and then the video quality will get better, and all that good stuff. And I'm going to be getting guests on the set, too. But in the meantime, I'm just recording podcast episodes just to get used to it, you know what I mean? Just got to get the habit going. Um, and all that good stuff, and hopefully by the time the summer comes around and the and the real, or I guess not really the summer, yeah, the summer. By the time like the playoffs start coming around, then we can start getting to much higher quality podcast episodes. But if you're watching this or if you're listening to this, I like I genuinely thank you a lot. You you are part of the journey um, because eventually, eventually this will get a lot bigger. And you know what? I'm always I'm always remember you guys. I'm always remember the OGs, and you guys can like, y'all y'all. Y'all will y'all will know. Y'all y'all will know y'all y'all are OGs as well. Big shout out to everyone who's watching this, listening to this. This is just the beginning of a very long, long process um in Baller Nation and in the Off the Dome Podcast's history. Again, thank you, honestly. But without further ado, let's get going. Let's let's get going. The NBA never ceases to surprise us. The NBA continues every single night to surprises over and over and over again and I love it and I love it for that you know what I mean that's that's the thing that's the thing with basketball that I'm finding this year more than ever the NBA is more unpredictable than it has ever been I think and and as long as I've been watching basketball which I really started becoming a fan of basketball I really started following basketball back in 2011 I was in grade four at the time it wasn't really like my main thing that I was following I was more of a hockey fan I love the NHL and that's me growing up in Canada, right? It's, it's more of a, you know, hockey's more of the thing up here in Canada. But 2011, I still remember my grade four teacher, he would always play like the, the playoff highlights in the morning, right? On the big, uh, on the big smart board. If y'all, if y'all know what a fucking smart board is, man, shout out to you guys. But that was like the very first year we had smart boards and I was in grade four. Um, but yeah, he would always play the highlights of, of the of the last games of the playoffs, and I remember that was the year that the Mavericks won it all, and the Memphis Grizzlies looked really good that year, and that was the year the Bulls were. I think yeah, the Bulls were really good that year too, and the Miami Heat, of course, won the NBA Finals that year. But I still remember that was a very 2012, the year that was very near and dear to me, or 2011, sorry. And really, since 2011, I think the the NBA that we're seeing today is as unpredictable as I've ever seen it. Anybody can be anybody on any given night, okay? Basketball has always been one of the more predictable sports in the world. There's a lot less upsets in the NBA than compared to the NHL, the NFL, um, in soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, uh, and baseball too. Basketball is, is a much, is, and that's because basketball, it's a team sport, but it's a much, it's the most individual team sport, I think, in the world, Okay. Like, if, if one player can make or break a team more than anything else, you know what I mean? Like, because there's only five players in the court, and it's a much more one-on-one type of game, whereas, you know, a team, and I mean upsets is in that, if you're a one seed in the NBA, you have a, you, you're, you have a really good chance at winning an NBA championship. No eight seed in the NBA is going to win an NBA championship. That just doesn't happen. It, it's happened in hockey. You know what I mean? Like it's it's happened in the NHL, an eight seed, the 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 LA Kings a few years ago. I still remember watching that. The the LA Kings were an eight seed in the NHL, and 
then it, and these are seven game series as well. They 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 they, they three straight series. The eight seed goes up three nothing, and in in the series, and, they go, and an eight seed wins the NBA, wins the NHL championship, the Stanley Cup against the six seed coming out of the other uh, coming out of the other conference. Um, and I say the NBA because in in March Madness is one game. All right, March Madness is one game. Still, normally it's a top, you know, it's a one or two seed winning winning the whole thing, or at least a top four seed winning the whole thing. But but it's very unpredictable. The NFL as well is extremely unpredictable. Sure, I mean the top seed normally makes it to the Super Bowl and wins and wins the whole thing, but anything can happen. Not knockouts happen. Same as in soccer, especially you look at the World Cup, the World Cup especially, anything can happen. The last, I think, going back to like 1998. The winners of the previous World Cup don't even make it out of the group stage, if you know how the World Cup works in, in soccer. Don't even make it out of the group stage to the next year. It's it's crazy. Anything can happen. But in basketball, it seems like, okay, if you're the one seed, if you have a really good regular season, the playoffs, you're most likely going to go far. Okay. Um, and and that, and that always holds true. There all there's always teams like the Toronto Raptors back before they got Kawhi Leonard, back in the the, the DeRozan, Kyle Lowry era. Um who do really good in the regular season, but then kind of crumble in the playoffs. But when I say crumble in the playoffs, they still make the second round. They still make the third round. The Houston Rockets, their promising example is this. They did really good in the regular season, then the playoffs come around and they struggle. The Atlanta Hawks, back when the Hawks were winning 60 games, you know, they're a 60-win team, and they crumble against LeBron James and the Cavaliers. But that being said, they still make the third round of the playoffs. They still make the second round of the playoffs. They still, they, you know, it's not like they're getting bounced in the first round here or anything crazy like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, but the thing is, basketball now, it's, it's extremely unpredictable. Anybody can beat anybody. And I think that's got a lot to do with the three-point shooting in today's NBA. Like, it's much, it's much less individual, I think. Um, and that's just me watching it. That's, that's kind of the eye test. It's a lot more. And, and like, there are still players like just going off. Like, Bradley Beal had 60 last night. Um, but there are still players that just go off, right? I'm not saying that it's still not an individual game. I'm just saying when you watch the game, just like, okay, if one team is clicking, especially from downtown, I mean, that's GG, that's curtains. There's nothing you can do about it. With the scores being as high as they have been, um, it feels like anybody can beat anybody. On, uh, anybody can beat anybody on any given night. The Brooklyn Nets looked absolutely invincible in the first few nights, and then they beat they lose to the Charlotte Hornets. And you look at some of the teams that are doing really good that I'm going to be getting into that are really surprising. And yeah, but with that being said, let, let's let's take a look at let me segue into um, some surprising records in the NBA right now, and I mean surprising team records that we've seen through about three, two and a half, three weeks of NBA basketball so far. Now, keep in mind, a team's record at this point in the year doesn't really mean that much, okay? Like I'm, like some of the teams I'm going to be talking about, the Toronto Raptors, they, they, they're shitting the bed, but let's be real. I mean, they've got the second worst record in the NBA. Are they the second worst team in the NBA? Of course not, right? Of course, like, of course not. Okay, but the records do show something. They just don't really show. They just don't really mean that much. I'm not taking a lot away from the records. I see the Knicks. Knicks are a five seed right now in the Eastern Conference. I'm like, okay, they've they've gone off to a really strong start. Let's see. Let's see how they can continue doing this. But at the end of the day, I'm not saying okay, the Knicks are gonna be are gonna be a playoff team. Like, I'm not gonna do that, and I don't think you will either. You know, like it, records at this point in the season don't mean a whole heck of a lot. Same as like how a player is playing, you know what I mean? Like if a player is going off right now, that doesn't mean that they're going to be going off. Because let's be real, we've played, most teams have played around seven or eight games. 
this season, those are the seven or eight least important games of the entire year. If you're going to base a team's success or their future success based solely off their least important games of the entire year, now sure, there's takeaways you can take away from that game, but just because a team has been struggling recently or just because a team has been doing really good recently doesn't mean that that team is all of a sudden a perennial playoff team or a team that won't even make the playoffs. Case in point, the Toronto Raptors. Case in point, the New York Knicks. Okay? And I think most logical fans would agree with that. But let's get going. Let's get going. Let's take a look at some of the more surprising records that we've been seeing in the NBA. So far, starting off, first and foremost, in the Eastern Conference, where there have been a heck of a lot of really weird, really weird records. Really weird team records that a lot of us didn't expect. Um, Let's start off in Philadelphia. The wonderful uh, uh, state of Pennsylvania, the city of brotherly love. The Philadelphia 76ers (laughs) are 7-1 right now. 7-1 Philadelphia. Nothing going into the year. Pretty much every single logical NBA fan. Pretty much every single NBA fan other than 76er fans would not have predicted this. Of course, of course, if you're a fan of the Philadelphia 76ers, um, the chances are, I mean, you're obviously going to be biased for the team. You're, you're, you're going to think that you're a lot better than you actually are. Stuff like that. That, that goes for, that, that's every single fan base. Every single fan base thinks that way. Um, or at least the majority of them. Okay, now there, are, there have been arguments that Philadelphia haven't really been playing against any real good opponents so far. Um, and, and, when you, and when you look at the teams that they have beaten, uh, when you look at, when you go all the way back, to opening night, they, they, they took on the Wizards, and I, I'm going to go read through this list, and when you honestly look at the record, the record shows, the rec- I think the record, um, Philadelphia's record makes them look a lot better than I think they actually are, and guys like Joel Embiid have been playing really well, Ben Simmons gets criticized for some weird thing, like I, I don't understand when people say Ben Simmons isn't, like because Ben Simmons isn't the scorer, he's hurting his team, when you, what the fact of the matter is when you put three-point shooters around Ben Simmons, whether Daryl Morey has for the Philadelphia 76ers, when you give Ben Simmons options to, to kick the ball out to, he's a lethal player, because you have to double-team him, because he can still drop to the hoop, and he's an amazing playmaker, still very young as well, obviously, you know, Shit, like he, he, if you have to compare him to one NBA legend, it would be Magic Johnson, but he's nowhere near that level. But he's got that, that same kind of play style, okay. And when you look at Philadelphia's record, it's seven and one that makes them look a lot better than they actually have been. Because let's let's look at the teams they beat, and they beat the Washington Wizards, who are at the, in the basement of the Eastern Conference right now. I think they're third last. Uh, they beat the Knicks, who are five and three, but it's the Knicks. They beat the Cavaliers, who, or no, they, they lost to the Cavaliers, who started four and one, or yeah, I think they started four and one, they're now four and four. They beat the Toronto Raptors, who are one and six. It is Toronto. It's, it's a team that'll probably make the playoffs, but right now they're playing like absolute ass. Um, they beat the Orlando Magic, who okay, Orlando doesn't look that good, or you think Orlando, you don't think they're that good. I'm going to be getting into Orlando a bit later, but they are six and two. They've got the second best record in the NBA, second best record in the Eastern Conference. That's a good win. I think that's a good win. They blew them out too, and then they beat the Charlotte Hornets. Philadelphia beat the Hornets, a team that. I think they're three and five right now, but they 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 Charlotte's got some good wins under the belt. I think they beat the Clippers if I'm not mistaken, and then they beat the the Brooklyn Nets. I'm probably wrong with the Clippers one though, I'm not sure. Um, and then they beat the Hornets again, and then they beat the Wizards again. Okay, those aren't that's not a great resume. That's not a great. I mean, Philadelphia's seven and one. The teams they've beaten, they've beaten Washington twice, they beat Charlotte twice, they beat the Knicks, they beat the Cavs, they beat the Raptors, or no, they lost to the Cavs. They beat the Raptors. They beat the Magic. These aren't great teams. I mean, Orlando's six and two, but it's the fucking Orlando Magic. The Knicks are five and three, but it's the Knicks. You know what I mean? It's not great teams, but shit, they're seven and one. They're seven and one. Seven and one is seven and one. 
Okay, the next up next they've got they've got the Brooklyn Nets. You by the time you're watching, you're listening to this, that game will probably have already started. Um, they've got the Nets, they've got the Nuggets, they've got the Hawks, the Heat twice. They've got a nice little schedule coming up here. The the, the Celtics twice in in a few weeks from now, and they're gonna go to the Western Conference where they play against the Lakers. Um, but yeah, I mean Philadelphia seven and one. Let's move on to now to the Orlando Magic, who I've already mentioned a little bit. Orlando right now sitting at six and three are the next team that I've got listed here as the most surprising team records in the NBA. Now, I, I don't even think that that um, that Orlando Magic fans thought they would have a record like they have right now. They're sitting at 6-2, and two, okay? I see with Philadelphia, a lot of their fans probably expected them to be that good. You know, the I mean, Philadelphia fans, they, they expected their, their team to be 7-1. and one. They're not that surprised by it. I think a lot of Orlando Magic fans... A lot more than Philadelphia fans are surprised by their team's record right now, and and I would be too if I was if I was a Magic fan, and I am right now. I think we all are right now. Uh, this team's sitting six and two now. That's not like first and foremost, their big man Vucevic is an absolute. He, he's a he's a demigod. He's amazing. Plus, let's take a look now at, at Orlando's teams they've beaten. They beat the Miami Heat, who went to the NBA Finals last year. They beat them on, on in their first game. They beat Washington twice, and then they. Beat the Thunder. They started off 4-0. They lost to Philadelphia, who will have the best record in the in in the league right now. Then they lost to the Thunder. They beat the Cavs twice, and now they're sitting at six and two. Again, not a great resume of teams are playing there, but I've noticed that um, when kind of, when you look at the way that the, that the NBA scheduled their games, they're kind of playing. It's almost like baseball, where they're playing in series. You know what I mean? Like the, the, a team will play the same team on back-to-back nights or twice in a row. That's kind of like me. I was complaining earlier today. Yo, why are my San Antonio Spurs playing the Lakers three times in the first like five games of the year? And we've also played the Clippers already. Playing the Clippers again soon. Like, why the fuck are we playing all, all the LA teams right now? Um, but it's because it's it's a series. It's kind of a series just to eliminate traveling. But you know what? Fair enough. Um, but yeah, Orlando was six and two. Up next, I've gone with the Pacers as well at six and two. Now, Indiana, they've looked really good. I think Miles Turner is a dark horse for um, for Defensive Player of the Year. I've never really understood why Miles Turner doesn't get any recognition for Defensive Player of the Year. I, I've never really understood that. Last night, he had eight blocks. Eight blocks in a basketball game. That 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 shit does not happen. That's not that's not something that happens. Eight blocks. That's ridiculous. Um, but Miles Turner, year in year out, he's one of the best defensive players in the NBA. He's a he, he's a he's a stud. He's a stud um, on on defense in the paint for the for the Pacers, and he can also provide great value offensively for the Pacers as well. Indiana, Malcolm Brogdon, they took. I think they they paid a lot for Brogdon, more than I more than I think they should have at the time last year. But he's had some really good games. I think he dropped 36 last night, and of course their All Star Sabonis. I haven't even mentioned Victor Oladipo. Who has regressed a little bit, or regressed a lot since he won Most Improved Player a few years ago? He's not this. He's not an All Star caliber player. I don't think anymore, even in the Eastern Conference. Um, but Demontis Sabonis definitely is. Sabonis is no fluke that he made the All Star game last year. It's no fluke. You know, I always, I, I last year everyone was complaining, how, how, who the fuck is this Sabonis guy making the All Star game? Um, when there's some other players that 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 didn't. But Sabonis deserves it. Sabonis deserves to be an all-star. And I think we can all agree with that. Vucevic as well. Those two guys, they, don't just, don't, they just don't get the kind of credit that they deserve. Um, but yeah, I've gone with Pacers at 6-2. and two. Next up, of course, the New York Knicks. The Knicks are sitting right now <laughs> at a comfortable 
at a comfortable 5-3. They are ahead of the Brooklyn Nets in the Eastern Conference standings, which, no, like, okay, nobody saw this coming. And I get it. It's the first three weeks of the year. The records don't mean a lot at this point in the NBA. But it's still kind of funny, and it's still, no one, no one saw this shit coming. The Knicks have a better record than the Brooklyn Nets. It's kind of funny. It's fucking hilarious. I'm not a big, I'm not a, I'm not a Knicks fan at all. I'm not a Brooklyn Nets fan at all. I, don't, I, don't, I really don't give a shit. But like from a neutral standpoint, it's funny as fuck. The Knicks, a team that we all have to clown, a team that, that's always going to be clowned, um, sitting at, at, fifth, at the fifth seed right now. They just beat the Utah Jazz. They're sitting at the number five seed right now in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the Eastern Conference. I want them to make the playoffs. It'd be fucking sick. Le- uh, hold on. Let me just segue real quick. Speaking of the Knicks actually doing a little bit good. Um, in my dream world, in my dream NBA world, the Knicks, Bulls, Lakers, Clippers, or not, not even Clippers. The Knicks, Bulls, Lakers, Celtics, and I'd add in the San Antonio Spurs because they're my favorite team. But if those five teams are, are all really good and are all the contenders in the NBA, that, that's a perfect league right there. A perfect NBA revolves around the Knicks, Bulls, Lakers, Celtics, and Spurs being the top five contenders. They're the, arguably the five greatest franchises of all time. You could toss in if Philadelphia's doing really good as well, if Golden State's doing really good as well. I really want a season where at least at least the Celtics, Lakers, and Knicks are like the top three teams. That's when you know the, that, that prime NBA years, Celtics, Lakers, and Knicks are all in the mix. Teams like the Bulls, teams like the Spurs, teams like Golden State historical teams like that, Philadelphia as well, who have that history. I love it when those teams are really good. I absolutely adore it. It's like in the NHL, there's the original six. Uh, I don't know them all, but there's uh, Toronto and Detroit and, and Chicago, New York, uh, the Rangers. The, like the original six, there's a few others too. The Blackhawks, I think I already said Chicago. But it's cool in the NHL, there's that original six teams that they had. And it's always fun when they're really good. Same as in the NBA. I really want the NBA to go back to it. And it's really, it's, it's the Knicks. The Knicks, man, they got to step that shit up. Because in a league where the Knicks, Celtics, Lakers, and, and teams like uh, the Warriors, and teams like the Spurs and the Bulls are all really good, the NBA is going to be in a great place because those are the teams that make the league the most money. They're the most historical teams, uh, teams like Philadelphia as well. And I just can't wait. I really, I hope in my lifetime that I'm going to watch an NBA season where like those five teams are the prime and are the best five teams in the league. That's just going to be hype. That's, that's, that's going to be great for the league, great for everybody. Knicks sitting at five and three. No, no one's, no one saw that shit coming. Not like, not even the most diehard Knicks fan saw that shit coming. They, they lost to the. Let's, let's take a look at the teams. Okay, they, they started off zero uh, two. They lost to the Pacers and lost to the, the 76ers. By the way, Philadelphia at, at seven and one. The, the Pacers are at six and two. Those are the two best records in the NBA right now. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks. They beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. That was Cleveland's first loss of the season, by the way. I think it was the Cavaliers started off four and one, and that was their one loss during that stretch. Then they lost to the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors' only win this year came against the Knicks. Okay, moving on. They beat the Pacers. Remember, the Pacers are six and two. Their only two losses of the year came against the New York Knicks. Let that shit sink in. Then they beat the Atlanta Hawks, who started off really hot. They started off four and one, and then they beat 
the, the Utah Jazz, who, like the Hawks, started off really hot. The New York Knicks, man, they've got five wins. And they're, 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 against, they're, against, they're against solid teams, I think. I think they're against pretty solid teams. They're 5-1 and one in the last six games. And their one loss came to the Raptors, who have only won one game all year. But they beat the Pacers twice. They've, they, the only two games the Pacers have lost this year are against the New York Knicks. Man, <laughs> I really want the Knicks to be good. I'm not even a big Knicks fan. I'm not a Knicks fan at all. But I want the Knicks to be good, man. I, I really want the Knicks to be good. They're going to finish like fucking 20th. They're, they're, they're going to finish like 12th in the East, though. Let's be real. Let's be real. Uh, moving on, I've already mentioned the Knicks. The Raptors, man, I got two more teams here. The Toronto Raptors. What is going on in Toronto? What? Someone's got to explain to me. I, all I heard all offseason long and going into the year is that, oh, for, from Toronto Raptors fans, all I heard all year long, oh, we're going to be contender. If Pascal Siakam had trained during the offseason, we could have beat the Celtics and we could have beat the Heat and we could have gone to the NBA Finals. Watch out. Here we come in 2021. Here we come. OG Ananobi, most improved player. Norman Powell, sixth man of the year. Nick Nurse, coach of the year. Malachi, whatever the fuck his last name is, going to win rookie of the year. That's all I heard. That's all I heard. I'm a Canadian. I'm surrounded by Toronto Raptor fans day in, day out, and that shit's exhausting. I love that one y'all won the championship, by the way. I cheered for y'all all the way, and you guys are probably my second favorite team in the NBA behind my Spurs. But what ha- what's happening, Toronto? What's happening? Y'all got to talk to me one time. Why are you guys 1-6? Y'all got the second worst record in not only the Eastern Conference. Y'all got the second worst record in the NBA. And everyone's healthy. What, what are you going to say? What are you gonna say? Is, is Kyle Lowry healthy? Yeah. Is Siakam healthy? Yeah, I, think, I think he is. is. Is your boy Fred Van Vliet healthy? Yeah. I mean, what, 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 what else do you want? Nick Nurse is, is coaching. I don't think you guys have any problems with COVID. Maybe it's because y'all playing in Tampa. I guess that's an excuse. Y'all can use that. I'll let you, I'll let you use that as your excuse. You guys are playing in Tampa. Um, but they've lost to the Pelicans. They lost to the Spurs. Let's go, baby. Yeah. San Antonio. <laughs> and then they lost to the 76ers. They beat the Knicks. They lost to the Pelicans. They lost to the Celtics. And then they lost to the Suns. Um, they've got the Kings tomorrow night. Uh, they've got the Kings on Saturday. Then they play the Warriors and Blazers and then the Hornets. They've got a lot of winnable games coming up. Do I think Toronto's 1-6 and six start is going to be a reflection of how they play the rest of the season? Not at all. Not at all. Um, but after this 1-6 and six start, like I said, the record doesn't always tell the whole story. You can see some trends that might continue for the rest of the year. Trends like maybe Toronto isn't a contender in the East after all, like all the Raptors fans have been saying all year long. Maybe instead of being title contenders, Toronto is now a contender to make the second round. I think they are. I think, if, if anything, the goal should be the second round for Toronto. That's how far they got last year. I'm in 2019. That's almost as far as they got last year. Big shout-out to Kawhi Leonard for, to get y'all out of the second round. But I'm just saying, Toronto, y'all got a lot of delusional fans out there. But you're not the only team with delusional fans, but y'all got a whole heck of a lot of them. And it's kind of funny when they're wrong. That's all I'm saying. It's kind of funny when they're wrong. All right, let's move on. Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul, 
CP3. This man. I swear, if y'all, if I hear one more motherfucker talking shit about CP3, I'm fucking beat they ass. I got that from Chief Keef. Um, I, I don't understand what people, what people still criticize Chris Paul about. This, this man is a perennial all-star in the Western Conference. In the Western Conference, not the Eastern Conference. You know what I mean? He's, he's, not a guard, he's not an all-star guard in the Eastern Conference where, I mean, pretty much anybody can get in. This is the Western Conference. This man is a, he's damn near a starting guard in the Western Conference right now for, in the all-star teams. He, does, he, does his stats show that? Nope. Will I think he'll get voted into a starting spot in the, in the Western Conference all-star? game that they won't even be having but hypothetically no not at all this man his 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 quality and ability goes way beyond what shows up on the stat sheet cp3 wherever this man goes winning follows you might not like chris paul he gets under people's skin that's another that's another reason why i like him he pisses people off he he's one of he's he's a sneaky annoying ass fucking player. We all know it. He starts fights. He always always got something to say. But at the end of the day, this man he wherever Chris Paul goes, winning follows. The, he made the Clippers a genuine contender in the NBA. People forget this. Don't forget. Without injuries, CP3 would have a ring by now. We all know that. That should be common knowledge. Chris Paul, without injuries, he definitely would have one, I think, in Houston in 2018. You could argue he would have two in 2015 um, when Blake Griffin got hurt. Shit, any of those years that the Clippers had, any of those Lob City years, they'd always ended in injury. Someone always got hurt. But CP3, his team or him, always get hurt in the playoffs. And it's, it's unfortunate. It sucks. But he turned the Clippers into a legit contender. The Rockets... The closest they'd ever gotten to winning an NBA championship um, since, well, when they did win in, in the 90s with Hakeem Olajuwon. He gave Houston their best chance to win an NBA championship. And it had it not been for injuries, we're, we're all in agreement, that, or at least a lot of us are in agreement, that they could have beat the Golden State Warriors. They were up 3-2 in that series. And going in against the Cleveland Cavaliers, a team that got absolutely fucked by the Golden State Warriors, a team that the Rockets took seven games, and despite missing 27 straight threes in Game 7, despite getting raped by the referees in the last 10 minutes of Game 7, despite not having Chris Paul for the last two games of the year, still almost beat the Warriors, a team that featured four Hall of Famers. It's safe to say the Rockets would have beat the Cavaliers in the finals, and you're saying, well, who's going to guard LeBron James? God damn it, give LeBron a 70-point triple-double all night long. It's not LeBron James' fault that his team was absolute ass. LeBron could score 90 a game in the finals against the Houston Rockets. Who the fuck else is going to score? Jordan Clarkson? Fuck no. Kevin Love was trashed that finals. It's not LeBron's fault. I'm not, I'm not ripping on LeBron here. I'm saying his team was literally ass. It was shit. The Cavaliers without LeBron James in 2018 was the epitome of garbage. Um, he did that for, 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 the, for the Rockets. Wherever Chris Paul goes, wherever Chris Paul goes, winning follows. Y'all gotta remember this shit. It's a fact. It's a fact of life. A t- team's always overachieved when Chris Paul's on their team. Look what he did with the Clippers. Had it not been for injuries. Championship? Maybe. Especially the year Blake Griffin got hurt. Um, look what he did with the Rockets. If it wasn't for injuries. Championship? I think so. Especially in 2018. Um, the, the OKC Thunder, a team that had, before the season, 
a 0.2 chance of making the playoffs, let alone fighting for home court advantage, let alone taking the Houston Rockets to seven games. I think that if the MVP went to the player who's the most valuable to their team, Chris Paul would have won that. Um, and now the Suns have the second best record in the NBA. Coincidence? I don't think so. CB3 is a winner at heart. And out of all the players in the NBA, I think Chris Paul deserves an NBA championship more than anybody who hasn't won one so far. That includes Carmelo Anthony. That includes Derrick Rose. That includes fucking... That, that would even include Vince Carter if he was still in the league. I don't give a fuck. You might like Vince Carter more than, more than Chris Paul. I don't give a fuck. Chris Paul deserves a championship more than Vince Carter does. Okay? Again, that's just my opinion. Um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's kind of all I wanted to really talk about. Just keep that in mind. When you're watching this this season, keep this in mind. This is an amazing season. I don't know how many more seasons we're going to get like this where you turn on the TV every night and it doesn't matter who's playing. You don't know who's going to win. There's, there's, you really don't know who's going to win. Fucking random teams are beating random teams. There are random teams sitting right now in the Eastern Conference stand. Like, what the fuck are the Orlando Magic doing with the second best record in the NBA? Someone's got to explain that shit to me. Why are the Houston Rockets 2-4? and four? Why are the Denver Nuggets tied for 12th in the West? 